0: Hello everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Overthinking Gaming, where every episode we discuss a different game. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about a game that possibly defines the genre of Metroidvanias. And as you see in the title, as you always do, today's game is Super Metroid. Yes, it's the third episode on a Metroid game because I want to cover the whole 2D series. But not to worry, I will cover other games and other series as the time goes on. I mean, I just, (laughs) I'm really into Metroid right now, so I just figured I'd do it. I literally started playing Super Metroid yesterday, like late at night, I think, and then I ended up beating it today, uh, not too long ago. I, I literally beat it, like, I want to say about half an hour, 15 minutes ago. So the events and everything that I played, any, anything about the game is pretty fresh in my mind. I have a little bit of a script, but it's not anything to develop, so I'm probably not going to be relying on it that much. But um, anyways, without further ado, let's get into it so um before (laughs) i shouldn't have said let's get into it but before i get into it i want to mention that i'm making this episode before uh uh, the metroid 2 episode which i mean when i put it out it's not going to seem like that it's just going to seem like it's chronological so if i miss anything or miss any connections i'll try to bring them up in the metroid 2 episode but um i mean there's clearly a connection here because as you know as it will have discussed in metroid 2 um, Samus actually made it out of SR388 with a baby Metroid, and that baby Metroid was kept in captivity, and this is where the plot of Super Metroid actually begins, um, you know, you see the loading screen, you see the Metroid in a jar just floating there, you hear the really creepy, ominous Metroid-like music, um, And then as soon as you, well, as soon as you open a file, because you have the game, you can pick your controls because Super Metroid's controls are a little bit weird. I'll get into that, but uh, they are a little bit weird. Um, But you see, you can change them to your liking and then you start the game. You hear a guy's voice go, the last Metroid is in captivity. The galaxy is at peace, which I thought was, I don't know. I just really like the sound of his voice. I really like the way they did that. It's stupid to be excited over, but I am. Um... So, yeah, so the game starts like that. Uh, I'm pretty sure Samus starts kind of going on about what happened. Uh, You know, you get to hear not hear, but you get to read about her in in her monologue. Uh, They show a little bit of her actually uh, defeating Mother Brain and leading with a baby Metroid, some of that. So a little bit of a backstory for anyone that didn't play Metroid two prior. Um, it's still better to play the games, I feel like, because playing them, you kind of get an idea, but I mean, I, I can get why you don't want to play Metroid 2 as your first Metroid game. Um, so anyways, uh, so Samus is on the ship, uh, she walks forward and then all of a sudden you see that the, uh, baby Metroid is there and Ridley, I, I, actually, I don't remember if it was like, whatever, but the point is Ridley swoops in, takes the baby Metroid, you try to stop him. Um, you could either stay in the battle until you have like low health or I think if you do enough damage to him, he'll go away. So that's kind of cool that they give you the option of like, hey, if you have enough skills and you're a badass, you can try to fight the boss or you can just do it the normal way and try and fail and suck and, you know, have to leave. And you get into the first escape sequence in that game. <laughs> in the game, there's not that many. There's like one and then one. there's that one one at the end. You have to escape the ship. And then Samus kind of uh, gets into her ship, flies away, and then you end up on, you know, the planet. (laughs) I'm pretty sure it's the same planet as Metroid 1, actually. Um, And from there, you start to notice a few different things, uh, if you haven't noticed before. Um, Now, Samus can actually aim diagonally, diagonally up, diagonally down by the use of the L button and R button. Um, The controls are a lot better. Uh, In terms of like how they function, how they respond. But there was a weird choice in the game that the Y button, I'm pretty sure isn't actually used to shoot. I'm pretty sure the A button is used to jump instead of the B button. Like there's a lot of like different mix ups. So that's why I changed my controls and I had a lot better of an experience when I changed my controls. There's only like one thing I didn't really like about the controls of the game. But when I first played it, I struggled a lot which let me get into that a bit. This isn't actually my first experience with Super Metroid. The first time I played it, I played through the whole game with like a guide, like the whole way through to kind of see what was happening. And it wasn't a hundred percent guide. So I got kind of annoyed because I was like, yo, I just want to beat the game, not collect everything, Uh, which is actually kind of different from my experience this time. But I remember I watched a guide the whole way through and I I grew appreciation for the story, but not for the game itself that much. I was always kind of like, what do people like Super Metroid so much? So, uh, I played the game like the whole way through about I want to say three or four times this is like my third or fourth my most recent obviously um, and I actually had a better time playing it because after playing not only Super Metroid but all the other Metroids I felt like I had a better understanding of what a Metroid game was supposed to be how things work, because Metroid keeps a lot of stuff like hidden, like in not, well, not necessarily in plain sight, it's in plain sight, or it's super hard to find or behind a block that you never would think that it would be behind. But sometimes that's just how it is. And you, you know, you you don't necessarily know where everything is, so you're going to have a hard time finding it. Um, But because of some prior knowledge, I was able to kind of know where some things already were. So I had that knowledge and I was actually able to better like predict where things were because of playing other Metroid games. So I kind of understood how things worked. That was like shoot everything in sight, bomb everything, not every area, but bomb suspicious areas. There's also an item called the X Grayscope that lets you look around and spot hidden items. So that's also kind of cool when well, I hit an item, sorry, like hidden spaces, spaces that can be broken that are not visible to the naked eye, but you can use that to look around. You're like, oh, cool. That's breakable. All right. I guess I'm going to break that. I guess I'm going to go down there or, oh, this is something I don't have yet. Well, I guess I can come back and put something here or something that I feel the game could use that. I mean, obviously, uh, this is like if they ever remake it, I guess, is if they give they, they should give it like markers so you can mark where things are, because in this game, especially, it's just so I mean, it doesn't seem huge now that I played it again, but it's it is honestly so huge. And there's like so many areas where you have to come back to later and it just be helpful to be like, okay, I need the power bomb when I come here, so I'm going to mark this right here so I know that I need to use the power bomb there. Um, But yeah, as I said, I originally wasn't a fan of this game, but uh, I came to love it as I played the other game, started playing this again and I had a really good experience. I got uh, I just played through the game. Uh, I played it on Nintendo Switch Online, the SNES, SNES sorry, um, and I mean, I did have to rewind a few times because of some mistakes, which I, I appreciate because, you know, then you don't get sent back and have to restart over, um, you know, which is something that old games do that's really unfair, um, <clears throat> so I didn't have to restart over, but it's only had a completion time of like four hours, which isn't bad, I don't think, and I had... A total of 66 percent of the items and i was actually surprised i thought i would have gotten less but i had a really good amount of the items i'm not going to go back and 100 percent it because i'm just not that type of person i mean i do like to 100 games there's games that have 100 and i'll probably talk about them in the future i did 100 percent metroid dread uh we can get into that later but just i don't know i, I didn't really feel like 100 percenting this it felt more tedious than rewarding and i guess it would have been cool to say oh i 100 it but for me um just Getting enough to beat the game on my own was rewarding on its own. I did have to look up, I want to say, for two items, like the ice beam and uh, what's the other uh, item that I had to. Oh, and the grapple beam. I did have to look up some guides on the location of those items. But thankfully, I was able to find them no problem. I mean, I didn't really look at like see someone go walk to where they are. I don't think. Well, for one of them, I I think for, for where the speed booster was. Yeah, that's another item. I couldn't find the speed booster. I don't know why, but those three items gave me a really hard time to find them this time around and I was just getting frustrated and I was like, yeah, but it wasn't like my experience. I'm mentioning this again, but like Hollow Knight where I could look something up to. Hey, where do I go? And then, you know, everyone's just in a different area in that game. Like this game is, you know, it keeps exploration open, but there's still some sense of linearity. You always feel like you're making progress. And that's something I can really appreciate about Super Metroid itself. Um, much like the first game, which I realized I didn't mention, uh, to actually get to the final area, you can like see like the area before the final area, but you actually need to beat, um, unlike the first game, which is, I think it's Kraid and Ridley, you need to not only beat Kraid and Ridley, but you need to beat other bosses like Fantoon and, uh, th- there's a fourth one. I'm not remembering the name, but those aren't even the only bosses in the game. There's also two like, uh, I guess I call them like mini bosses, uh, like Croquemire and this worm dude that I don't know what his name is, but, uh, they're, they're fun too. They're, they're honestly all really fun bosses. I actually didn't find myself having that hard of a time with the bosses. I only needed to rewind like once for Ridley because I didn't heal up before entering. And then I was like, that's a mistake. But, um, yeah, I mean, the bosses were, the bosses were actually pretty fun. The first time I played it, I just was not good with the controls. But after I learned how to actually play Metroid and how to, you know, how to actually control Samus and move her around, the bosses are, I mean, they are challenging, but they're not like super, they're not like impossible challenging. So, I mean, I wouldn't consider myself good at Metroid necessarily, but I mean, I, I think I'm pretty decent. Um, Another cool thing about Super Metroid is that it introduces stuff like uh, the wall jump and shine sparking which uh wall jumping if you're not for i mean that's pretty self-explanatory just jumping off a wall but wall jumping in super metroid is really weird um it's something i really didn't like because when i was first trying to wall jump i've been used to like holding against the wall and pressing b to wall jump like a new super mario bros type thing but in super metroid you have to like go against the wall then press opposite of the wall and then press b and it's just like very specific uh timing and it's just not that much fun to do but uh I mean, once you learn it, it's it's pretty fun because once you learn it, you're like, you feel good at the game. And that's how I felt good at the game because you can use it to skip certain sections and uh, just if you fall, you can use it to get yourself back up to certain areas. And it was, it, it was really worthwhile knowing it. Um, another like secret skill, I guess, is something you can do called bomb jumping, which is where you lay bombs in a specific way. You kind of have to time the rhythm and you can actually get Samus to like, reach areas that are not possible to reach uh like uh with your your current power-ups with bomb jumping and that one i'm not really that great at i'm still kind of perfecting but i did do it a few times to get to certain areas i did have to look up a guide to kind of see how exactly to bomb jump but i was able to kind of learn it and i was pretty proud of myself for being able to do it um something i want to mention about the speed booster i mean not speed boost but the shine spark and wall jumping is that these are skills that I mean, I'm sure bomb jumping was also intended, but the game clearly intends because there's areas that you can get into where these little like animals, alien animals, whatever, will teach you how to shine, spark and wall jump like like visually, they'll like jump off the wall or they will speed boost themselves and then shine spark. And I, I found that really, really, um, I don't know if charming is the right word, but I, I don't know. I just really like that. I really appreciated that. Uh, them having that in the game and today was I think the first time that I actually discovered the animals because I've always heard about it but I never actually gone and seen them myself so I really like that um I want to say the world design for Super Metroid is insane every area works perfectly um nothing feels forced the areas don't feel like too repetitive it's not I mean, you do have to go through certain areas multiple times, but I don't know. It's just it's not annoying to necessarily. It's the world works. The world kind of flows evenly. Like, you know, you'll have that foresty section, that lava section, the Ridley section, like all these different sections. But like, you know, none of them feel out of place. Like it it, it all makes sense in the game. The enemies all look pretty cool. I appreciate the differences they all have that some of them take uh different attacks to take down you know some take missiles some need super missiles some need to be frozen and then shot with missiles some you just need to honestly hit with uh with uh with the screw attack and i don't know it's just great um something i really liked about the game another thing was uh the soundtrack the soundtrack of super metroid is honestly pretty amazing they did a really great job with the soundtrack like i don't know it just it gets stuck in your head And it's to the point that I'm humming the Metroid theme like I'm playing it. I mean, I'm also playing it a lot, but I start humming bum, 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 that whole theme. Like I just start humming that. It's just at this point, whenever I hear that theme, I get pumped. I get excited. I'm like, oh, yeah, we're going to play a Metroid game. And I don't know. It's just it's heroic. It grabs you It it really works for the game. A lot of like the ambient noise Well, not noises but ambient like songs and creepy like tones of some of the songs for some of the bosses and stuff like that. It works, you know, when you have a boss and you have like the boss music playing, it's like, "Oh shoot, it's a boss," you know? <laughs> it feels like a boss. It, I mean, obviously one you wanted want to feel like a boss, but it feels good. You get pumped, you get excited. You're like, "Oh shoot, you're on edge because it's a boss." Um, there's this also one boss I forgot to mention, but it's like this grass guy and it's really creepy. And there's this really creepy melody playing in the background while you're fighting him. And it's really ominous and it just it further adds to the creepiness factor because you're like, what the fuck is this? And it just yeah, it really adds to it. Um, Super Metroid is also really big in sequence breaking, which they do really well in that game. Like you can beat the game without getting items that you you think were required. Or you can get items that you didn't think you could get early, you know, via wall jumping, uh, with the bomb jump, with the shine spark, definitely. Um, Yeah, so there's just a lot of things you can do in that game. And everyone has a different experience, which is pretty cool. I mean, as I said, there's still some sort of linearity to it because obviously everyone's going to start off getting the morph ball. um, And everyone's going to end up – everyone's going to end up having – uh, having like certain items obviously at the end of the game um, and you're probably going to try to focus on having a lot of missiles your super missiles because bosses uh, require them or at least the charge shot because you know bosses like Ridley take a lot to take down so you're obviously going to want to have super missiles to shoot him with prior because if not then it's just going to take fucking forever. I mean, so if you want to play on a hard mode, you want to limit yourself. You can do that, too. If you want to stress yourself out, why not? Why not give yourself the hardest time ever? But, you know, I mean, it may not be ideal, but you can. And that's something that's awesome about Super Metroid. Um, I really hope this episode doesn't get cut like short because I know they're usually often 30 minutes, but I'm actually getting at the end of my notes here. Um, the ending of the game actually brings back the baby Metroid, which, uh, uh, <laughs> I guess I should have given the spoiler warning, but it, uh, you know, if, if you're, if you're listening to this, you probably already know there's going to be spoilers and super Metroids old, or whatever. Um, but, uh, how it works is like, you go down after beating all the bosses, you find some Metroids. You're like, Oh shit, it's Metroids. You got to freeze them. You got to hit them with five missiles or a super missile, which counts as five missiles. Uh, there's a ton of them. I actually didn't get like hit by any of them this time, which is kind of amazing. It means I've improved at the game, which again, it's it's awesome because I don't know. I just it's nice to feel like you're getting better at a game. Um, And then after all the Metroids, you get into this section with some enemies that for some reason you can't like take down. You shoot them. You shoot them with missiles, anything. They just don't take any damage. So you go to the next room. Um, It just kind of stays there for a second. You see one of those same enemies. And then all of a sudden, you see a giant Metroid pop out of nowhere and start sucking the life out of that creature. And then after it goes for you, unless you're a speedrunner and can avoid it, because I recently learned that that's possible. But um, the point, like, it's it's really tricky to do. and I don't think it was really intended to skip. But anyways, the point is, for the for the most part, the giant Metroid will suck all your energy except for like one HP or one energy, and then you're like, oh shit. You go to the next room, not to worry. You can heal, you can charge your missiles, which actually at this point in the game, I learned that the little missile rechargers don't recharge your super missiles, which I was kind of mad about. I was like, why does that not work? But whatever. Um, So you keep going on. Uh, You have like a normal mother brain section where you have to shoot those little, I don't even know what they're called, but you have to like, they're like little barriers that you have to get through by shooting usually super missiles or a whole ton of missiles. I ran out of super missiles. So I had to go for missiles and then you get to Mother brain. She's just not moving at all like normal and the little circle beam things are shooting for you, which I, for, I don't know why, but as I got closer to beating her, they started shooting me harder and harder. And I was like, bro, I had like three tanks of energy left. Uh, and this is another part where I had to rewind. But anyways, well, I ended up shooting her down. Uh, you go into the next room. You see her head there. You're like, what? OK, you start trying to head for the exit. And then all of a sudden she grows into like a dinosaur and starts fucking roaring. This it's like a weird noise, but it works. It's not as weird as the noise of the final boss of Metroid Fusion, which I'll get into in that episode. But she she just kind of grows into a giant dinosaur. Um, her attacks are not that hard as a final boss. It is epic, but not for the reason that it's hard, because it's not really that hard The attacks are pretty simple to dodge. dodge. They're pretty straightforward. Um, So I hit her with my three missiles. I I died, Uh, so I had to kind of restart. And I'm like, okay, don't get hit. Um, So I just hit her with a couple charge shots. And then all of a sudden, she hits you with this attack. Uh, It's kind of like, I don't know if it's like a hyper beam or whatever, but it's like this rainbow beam thing. And she hits it with you. And you just start taking damage and damage and damage. and. you can't do anything, you're helpless, you can't really do anything about it at all. Um, And uh, actually this was one of the ways I died multiple times when playing through my many playthroughs of Super Metroid, uh, by this beam, because this beam will do like three tanks, four tanks, five, something like that worth of damage and you can't avoid it. So luckily enough, I had like two reserve tanks or three, so then I took damage and then at the end I was left with like two tanks left. Samus is on the ground, On her knees, you can visibly see, and it's pixels too, so it's amazing how they communicate this, but you can see Samus out of breath, struggling on the ground, on her knees, like, and then you see Mother Brain start to charge another beam, and you're like, oh, shit. All of a sudden, the giant Metroid swoops in, right? Which, at this point, you kind of figure, oh, it's the baby, gets on top of mother brain and drains mother brain of her energy until she's gray and very fragile and kind of you know about to break apart it seems like then the metroid will go to samus and start refueling you the players energy little by little and as you get to the last two tanks you see mother brain start to recover and she realizes what's going on and then she does the unthinkable. Well, not unthinkable. Obviously, she's going to do it. She's fucking evil or whatever. So uh, she hits the Metroid with the hyper with the type of beam, whatever it is, whatever the beam is. Um, And the Metroid just takes it for you like the Metroid protects you, doesn't make sure you don't get hit. And then the Metroid dies. And it's it's the saddest Metroid death in history because yeah, you had a personal connection. You the player, if you played Metroid 2, you had a personal connection to that Metroid. So, I mean, you you don't really know if, if Samus is angry or if Samus is just wants to beat Mother Brain. Yeah, you know, you don't really understand her reasoning here. Uh, they talk more about it in Metroid Other M, but that game sucks. So, uh, you know, let's not go based off of that. I'll talk about that game, though. But uh, after uh, Samus actually gains the same ability that Mother Brain had, And you don't really have a charge beam anymore, but you can kind of just constantly shoot and you'll shoot Mother Brain and her head will bounce and bounce like a rag doll. And it'll just it seems like her head's like about to like fall off every time you shoot her. And it's so satisfying to finally get that final shot, finally overpower your enemy, Um, you know, because they overpowered you. They had you on the floor and now you got now you got her like swinging her head backwards like it's about to fall off. And after, I, I don't know, like two minutes or whatever of shooting her probably less than two minutes. I don't know why I said two minutes. She goes down and you have the final escape sequence. You have like three or four minutes. Um, The path out of there is pretty uh, linear for the most part. Uh, It's pretty self-explanatory. You can kind of figure it out for the most part. Uh, And you'll keep going and going and going and going. And um, the game will mention this, but you actually have the option to save the animals that taught you the very skills you needed to survive. And that was actually something pretty cool. Uh, this time right now when I played it, uh, I had like 30 seconds left and I was like, uh, I wasn't sure exactly where the animals were, but I'm like, oh, I'm going to go try to save them. And I saved them and I had enough time to leave. So I was like, okay, that's a win-win. I saved the animals and I got to leave. Um, and saving the animals doesn't really do anything specifically. It's not going to like change the ending. It's not going to give you a good ending. It's not going to, you just get the satisfaction of being like, I saved the animals. So I'm a hero. I'm a motherfucking hero. That's the satisfaction you basically get. Um, from it, or just you like animals and you've saved them. Well, you save some virtual animals. Congratulations. Um, but yeah, it's just a nice detail they put in there. So, um, so yeah, you get in your ship, you take off and then the credits start to roll. And Samus either like takes her suit off or uh, lifts her helmet. I mean, for me, I got a helmet lift because you need to get the suit off. You need to get like three hours or less which I, I think is honestly still kind of a funny thing that the Metroid games do, that later on, as the games went on, they started to get rid of it, obviously, because, you know, it, it, like, it, it makes sense because times change. And I mean, also, it, it's, it's kind of weird to like, you know, build up this female character and then at the end, just sexualize her. So I get it. It's still funny to think of it actually at the time that um, <laughs> the less time... Uh, you get in playing the game, the less you'll be wearing, especially when some of them were pixelated. I don't understand how that does anything for anyone. But regardless of that, that's a whole nother thing to talk about. Um, Super Metroid is a great game and definitely playing it multiple times has really changed my stance, which is funny because that usually only happens with like songs for me that I'll listen, I'll hate it and then I'll listen like five times. I'll be like, okay, it's pretty damn good. Um, but with Super Metroid... Yeah, that happened. I didn't like it on the first playthrough. I liked the story, but I didn't like the game. And then I liked the other ones. And then I went back and I'm like, holy shit, Super Metroid's actually a good game. Why did I not like this? Um, I do want to say to people, though, that if you want to play the Metroid series, I wouldn't make Super Metroid your first Metroid game. I'd play maybe something like Samus Returns first or like zero mission that way you can kind of familiarize yourself a little bit because super metroid i'd say compared to the other metroid games does take a certain amount of skill because of how wall jumps work or how because of how some of the skills work it's just a little harder to do it controls fine but um like i said it's a little harder to do it's really exploration heavy and if you're completely new it can be really not scary but it can be really rough at the beginning and it can make you really not want to play anymore So, um, yeah, I just wanted to say it took me a while to actually appreciate the game. I'm not going to act like I've been like a day one fan. I'm not one of those. Um, I only started playing the Metroid series because Dread was coming out and I was like, okay, that's cool. Everyone's getting excited over this. Let's see what it's about. And then I realized how great that series actually is. I fell in love with the story and the characters besides Other M and I'm talking a lot like this is the final episode of the Metroid series, but this is not, okay? I just... I don't know. I just... I really liked my experience this time with Super Metroid. I actually had fun with it. I didn't feel like I was playing it to write this. I felt like I was... Well, not write. I didn't feel like I was playing it to record this. I felt like I was playing it to have fun. I didn't even write anything down until right after I finished the game. That's how much fun I was having. I was so focused on that. Compared to, like, Metroid 2 where i just you know at some point it just was like i just need to finish this so i can write about it um and i mean I, honestly i'm having more fun with it than even like samus returns and i thought samus returns was like one of my favorite ones but super metroid i wouldn't say it's my favorite metroid game out of the series i'm still kind of deciding that but it is definitely on the top 3 it is definitely a great game it's greater than i gave it credit for it lives up to its it lives up to its name it really dif- it really helps define what a- what the genre of Metroidvania is. And I can really appreciate that about that and its creators. Also, the voice in the beginning, like I said, is very nice. And I don't know. I just I like that voice. The the last Metroid is in captivity. I'm serious, guys. You got to go listen to that clip. It's like iconic. Um, <laughs> I also watched a YouTube series with this guy kind of kept saying it over and over at like beginning of every video. And I don't know. I didn't even honestly realize that that happened at the beginning of the game until I went back and kind of started it on an emulator. And I was like, oh, it says that. And then I was like, you know what? Let me just play this on my Switch. And I played it and I had fun. Um. Anyways, guys, I know this is maybe a little bit shorter than a lot of other episodes, but I think that about covers everything I have to say about Super Metroid. So I really hope you enjoy this episode. I hope you have a great day. I hope you look forward to the next Metroid episode that will be coming out very soon as I'm not putting any of, the epi- any, sorry, any of these episodes out until I have the whole two-day Metroid series covered. Anyways, have a super awesome day and go try out Super Metroid if you haven't or another Metroid game, then Super Metroid and try to not play with guides. It ruins the experience a bit in my opinion. Try to go in for yourself. Try to go in, look around and just give the Metroid series a chance. It It really is great and there's a reason it has a great fan base. Thank you. <coughs>